Mary's in Rochester now. Oh. Like right now. Oh, our little girl's growing up. She's grown up, living on her own, adulting. Like she always has been since she was three. <laughs> you know what? In honor of this episode, I got to send her seasonings. Because I told her. <laughs> Why? That if you're going to live on your own, mare and you're going to try to cook, which she didn't really get that experience because COVID ruined her college. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to send you some good seasonings because you can't be the girl that puts nothing on your food. Yeah. Gotta know how to do it and what's on theme with our show, our nostalgic show. That is very appropriate. I made myself a nice dinner tonight in honor of the show. Wow. By nice, I mean one of my HelloFresh meals. (laughs) (laughs) By nice, I mean someone gave me directions and the ingredients and And all the ingredients. Put them together. (laughs) It was awesome. So there. Sisters, sisters who seen it. We are the sisters, sisters who seen it. Sisters, shooby dooby doo Sisters, shooby dooby doo Sisters, 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 sisters. Sisters who seen it. Hello. Hi there. Hello, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, yes, chef. Yes, chef. That's the drinking game this episode. Absolutely. Corner! Cor- um. <laughs> Behind! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, listeners, we are not chefs. Virgie might consider herself a chef. I certainly don't. I want to be. You'd be a good chef, I think. I think I would too. Yeah. Well, listeners, we are the Sisters Who've Seen It, the podcast where two sisters who are not movie critics look back on some of our favorites throughout the years through a psychological, ethical, and familial lens. I'm Katie. I'm Bridget. And yes, chef. it's gonna be a lot of yes chefs it's a lot of that Um, i'm I'm like is there a line a quote i remember from this year i feel like it's just that i I just googled the bear quotes and then it just like national geographic showed up with a bunch Uh of bears those are different Um, they don't say things okay (laughs) (laughs) um i actually want to reference one of sydney's quotes and i wonder if it's there where she goes into like the lemon story but i don't remember that can't find it well let's multitask um bridge what is our not movie this week it is the tv show from 2022 the bear the bear Sorry. Da bear. I'll try to make that the last one. I'll do my best. And here's a quick little overview, okay, of The Bear. Yeah. An American comedy drama TV series created by Christopher Storer, starring Jeremy Allen White, mm. aka Lip from mm. Shameless. Um, I'm going to butcher this name. Eben Moss Backrack. Backrack? Sure. He was basically Desi in Girls. Okay? All my oh, ladies. wow. What a throwback. And a bunch of other amazing people. And this show, not only is everybody like, oh, it's it's really good. It's really good. It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. But we review nostalgic movies with thousands of reviews. It only has like less than 100. Yeah. But still, not one person that's like, oh, I hate it. Everyone likes the show, so I'm just going to be the contrarian not one now 
IMDb, 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say. And that's got more reviews. Yeah. The only critiques I've heard of the show are not, like, professional critiques. It's usually people being like, this show gave me, like, PTSD secondhand trauma from all the stress. And I was like, yeah, I get that. Very Mm -hmm. much so. (laughs) Especially that one episode where it's just like, the whole episode is crazy! (sighs) Okay. I would love to talk about the characters, and I also would love to talk about the thing that, that gets me fascinated is like why do we think people are obsessed with it why do we think that like everyone agrees it's a great show and then do you and i as we start talking about it actually think that some of it's and people have rose colored glasses and other than that i think i don't know i have worked in a lot of restaurants so i have a lot of which so stories. i just remember you working at the beach club snack bar what other restaurants did you work in when i started bartending oh with joe pesci everybody's name was frank frankie (laughs) franco and i was bridget Yeah. Yes, but, okay. First of all, the creator, Christopher Storr, he did a bunch of other TV shows. He, he wasn't is? he a chef himself? So his sister oh. is a chef. Oh, okay. He, though, has just always been film producer, director, writer. He did Rami. Oh! Um, and he did uh, Hassan Minaj Homecoming King that won a Peabody Award. I didn't see that one, but that's cool. Oh, it's like a, like a comedy special. Oh, okay. And oh, and he did Eighth Grade. Did you ever see that? No. No, I haven't oh seen that my one. my God. It's like pen 15, but not funny. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is, you know, you decide for yourself how you feel about that. But it's like, it, it basically, if you look at his history, it has all these pretty good stories that are like real. Yeah. Like he seems to be somebody that's like raw and real. And so he has a big tie to Chicago. He's from Chicago. Or I don't know if he's from or he lived there. But his sister's a chef and she helped give access to like all of the authenticity. Of yes. Yeah. Because that's another thing I heard was like that people who are chefs are maybe work in restaurants were like yeah this is like how it is like they got everything right again i'm kind of like oh no you guys want to talk about it are you guys okay (laughs) worried about you guys (laughs) jesus oh my god oh god well we have carmy which is the funniest fucking nickname of the name Carmine, but fine. Yeah, I didn't love that. If I'm going to have one critique, it was that. Because it was Carmy. I was like, ugh, it's just like swarmy. That's I what I know. call someone when I'm drunk at the bar, and then they're like, please stop. And I'm like, yeah, Carmy. Okay, here's the only thing I thought about. It's like, okay, what's wrong with Carm? I don't get it. Yeah. However, he was supposed to be like the little brother, so I'm like, oh, were they like Carmy? But then his sister called him that too, but I guess like she's older too. I don't know. We don't know but he's he's the new guy and when the show starts like he's already kind of in the restaurant it's like technically a sandwich shop right so in chicago this like italian beef is a thing okay so you think a chicago hot dog you think a new york city pizza there's also like a chicago italian beef sandwich okay and this is a real place yeah that also sells Italian beef. Do they have ball breaker and have you dressed up as a carrot to go play? No. Okay. But all right, still time. I mean, you could come to visit and I bet you Brian <laughs> McBrien is there. <laughs> 
Probably. <laughs> um, so have you been to this place, though? I have not. And oh. what's funny about where it's, like, located... So watching the show, how would you describe the area? I mean, they kind of make it seem like it's not the safest. It's in a very fancy neighborhood. Well, then... It's located in in River North. That's like Upper West Side uh, of New York City. Well, yeah, how bizarre. Mm. But what I was reading about with Christopher Sir being obsessed with it is that it still is like stuck in the eighties. Like even though the neighborhood around it has like you know gentrified and became fancy, like this place refused to do anything, and that's a big theme of the show. Yeah. So yeah, Carmi. Okay, okay. Carmi's got some issues, and it's a fire alarm saving his life my and, god and it's potential not narcolepsy is it narcolepsy like he can't wake it's up it's an addiction he's, there's some sort of addiction happening he's sleeping a lot but he's sleeping at bad times but he's not sleeping at all at the same time and he's like super chill most of the time which like also is kind of i don't know like for me i'm like what what's going on What's going on under there? What's happening? <laughs> you, hey, how's it going? Like, but that's like part of his personality where he just kind of like doesn't let stuff show. He tries to like keep it all in and bottle it up. And listeners, don't bottle your shit up because when we bottle up soda and I shake it all up, it explodes my face. Okay. <laughs> Is that how you describe it to the kitties? Maybe. Oh, I love it. Sometimes. But here's, okay, his backstory is he grew up in a family that cooked. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then his family owned this restaurant and it got passed down to his brother and he wanted to be like more than that from what I understood Mm. and so then he was like I'm gonna be the best of the best of the best and then he goes and he's like an award winning chef yeah and there's like certain lines that uh, like allude to the type of places that he worked at but I imagine it's like the places that serve you like little teensy plates and it's very like fancy schmancy over the top so when he comes back here his like obsession is okay I needed a break because I almost lost my mind yeah those like crazy intense places but he kind of falls right back into it so i see this like addiction theme with him like he still can't let it go like a work addiction yeah like the poshness Um. is gone but he's like using his brother as like loyalty and like i won't give up and like that i won't give up is also what made him such a good chef he's also like really likable i mean yes i know i joked about him being calm all the time but like if he was like a gordon ramsay and like screaming at everyone like that would be the worst um, and that only happens in one episode and that's supposed to happen. They kind of build it up in a good way and whatever. So I think that helps. Like, honestly, all the characters I feel like are like that. Everybody's like likable. Even though in the first episode, they try to make the original workers seem like jerks, but they're like, I don't know. They're like, what, 25 minute episodes? And by like minute 18, like everyone's smiling, getting along. And I was like, all right. Well, except Richie. <laughs> well, oh, we gotta talk about Richie. He's a lot. But the thing, part of what was his charm is he earned their respect. I fucking hate that though. I'm sorry. Respect should be the minimum. But wait a second. You're telling me you're in a crew of school psychologists and like the award winning one shows up. Don't you want to see that person in action? But I'm going to respect them. I'm not gonna be a dickhole to them. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm talking about respect the art. You're talking about respect the person. No, they did not respect him as a person at all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Up. And like, yeah, they weren't nice. Right. But then, like, it shifted real quick. So I was kind of like, okay, like, y'all are tough. Got it. See, but I took it as if they started to see how good he was and they were like, oh, I could learn something from you. Like, now you earn my respect. Like, that's the realness, is you aren't just accepted. I 
think it's bullshit. So there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, as things go on, the thing that I don't understand about Carmi is he is very, like, giving to Richie. Like, I feel like he gives Richie lots of chances, and I don't understand that. Or do we think he's, like, a wussy and he's not gonna fire anyone? Um, well, he kind of, like, fires Marcus, doesn't he? He, like, tells him to get out and all that. Kind of, which made my heart hurt. I Marcus. Oh, who doesn't love Marcus? He just wants to make donuts. Let the man oh bake. Come on. <laughs> Damn. A man who bakes? Oh, I'm ready. Um, I don't know. Fresh yeah. bread and donuts? Get That's, out of town. Get out of here. That's my kind of guy. Let me tell you. Yeah, I think the Richie relationship is kind of like you're a family friend and you were my brother's best friend. And like you said, because he's kind of hung up on the brother's death and like I got to uphold in some way, even though he tries to change stuff. Like, I think that's part of it. But Richie's a lot. Okay. Have you ever worked with a Richie? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. So one of the themes that I read a lot about was the demise of toxic masculinity. Uh Uh-huh. Because there was a lot of pride that ruined so much of this. Yeah. It was like pride with Carmi, pride with Richie. Richie being the extreme, being like in your face, this is at its worst. And I would say like almost Marcus, if I'm being honest, at another end of it in like a, a softer, more sensitive way. But Richie to me, was first of all you know a character is terrible that when they get literally stabbed Stab. nobody cares <laughs> and Carmi <laughs> says I so, bet you deserved it that is so fucking true ouch <laughs> literally like, this man needs to go to the hospital hello anybody <laughs> please don't bleed butt juice onto the food thank you good night oh I did read that Jeremy Allen White Carmi did his own knife skills that was him oh that's because cool. they didn't have like a hand model which I was like uh I feel like that would be easy to do, but okay. Do you remember when our family did our Christmas time cooking? <laughs> yes! I feel like they tried, well, I mean, I shouldn't say tried, because they, they did teach us knife skills. Did I retain them after aggressively drinking four glasses of white wine? I didn't. No. But I do remember the risotto was yummy. That's all <laughs> I had <laughs> from that experience. But yeah, that is cool, because I definitely, like, I don't know, I know I don't cut things correctly, but I do my own way and it's slow and messy and inconsistent and he did great. So I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Richie, Richie's a lot, Kate. Let's Uh, talk about him. Richie just is like, doesn't stop talking. Like, if he was a kid, I'd be like, uh-oh, that's going to be my friend one day because <laughs> he's uh, nonstop. The man is nonstop. Now, do we think, like, it was all insecurity? Do we think it was like, what the frig, don't change? Or was it unworthiness? Like, oh, you're this fancy chef and I'm not as good as, but you don't get it. Like, I was trying to... I feel like it's all of that. Yeah, it is all of that, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you find out, like, really early in the series, it might even be the first episode, where Richie's bitching about Carmi and he's like, trying to change everything and this bullshit you didn't tell me blah 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 and then he's like you know Michael restaurant and like you know I worked here and you didn't I've always been here and then Carmi's like well, why didn't he leave it to you and then it's mm. boom mic drop. drop mic drop son of a bitch and the reason he didn't get left the restaurant is because he would monologue all day and then we'd all pass <laughs> out okay okay 
But he is a really good, like, register guy. Yeah, I'm glad that was his job. Because when I first met him, I remember being like, what the fuck are you going to cook? Uh-oh. <laughs> scared. So the critique that people say with Carmi yeah. is that he plays the same character as he did on Shameless. Well, Bridge, we know the theory. Well, no, I'm going to argue with Richie. Uh-huh. His character in Girls and this character, I think, are worlds apart. Yeah. And how they show up in the world. But under the surface, it's like the same type of crazy shit. Yeah. And like you could see it. You go to the shop and he's the guy that knows you. Bust balls. Yeah. Or how about when the gun shot happened and he just like, or the line got crazy. And he just went right out there with the gun. I was like, yeah. oh. I mean, I guess in some scenarios you need a Richie. You need a crazy. I guess, but like, careful with that gun, yo. Um, Also, this is definitely a place our dad would frequent if he lived in Chicago because it's sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. He would frequent it so much that he would text Richie when he got there, wouldn't get out of the car, and would force Richie to hand deliver his sandwich out front. That's what dad would do to Richie. That happens right now in real life. Yeah, <laughs> true story. Oh, my God. Um, I do like how they give Richie, like, depth, too, because he's not just, yeah. like, this cookie bananas. Like, you do kind of see, there's that one episode where he goes on a date with someone, and uh-huh. it's, and he just, like, is talking about his, like, dead best friend, but in a memory <laughs> way, and it's, like, really sad, and so sad. multiple definitions of it, and you just, like, feel bad for him. And then you find out he has a daughter, and he's, like, super yeah. sweet to his daughter, and, like, ugh, man. But he's pretty freaking mean to Sydney. He's mean to Sydney and to Carmi, I think. He's just, like, a dick to anyone who's, like, new. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And how about how he got all the kids, uh, drugged up with the Xanax and the cooler? Oh, my fucking god. That was kind of awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> you ever want to calm down a kid's party there you go kids. i mean i'm just saying it he was just so chaotic on so many levels like even selling coke in the back of the restaurant didn't like that like yeah. just chaotic and every time you thought like okay he can't get any worse he does which if i'd argue a shameless story he's kind of like william h macy and shameless like he's the chaos and then lip like is really good around chaos yeah the biggest dick move I think he does is he doesn't give that letter to Carmi uh, that he finds. I get so fucking mad about that. I like un- we could have uh, fixed shit sooner, people. You could have avoided your butt being stabbed, Richie. Okay, you did that to yourself. He did it to himself. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I thought that was pretty fucked. Bullshit. Give letters. That's a federal offense. Withholding mail or stealing mail. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's no stamp. I don't care. I'm gonna write a letter about that letter withholding. <laughs> Um, yeah. Let's get into it. Who else we got? Okay, I think let's we should talk, talk about, about Sydney. Let's talk about Sydney. Sydney, Sydney is fascinating. Sydney has an interesting personality that I don't know if she is a real person in the world. Okay, here's the thing, though. I really wish I could find this line. Keep talking. I'm going to look for this line because I think this defines who she is. All right. Well, Sydney, so she basically comes in in the first episode and she's like, hey, I applied for, I want to say the Sue chef position 
position, which is like maybe the like I'm the second in command type something mm-hmm. something. And so she's new too. And as we we're kind of picking up the staff at this place, we're not open to new. We're old mm-hmm. and we're scared. Ah. So she comes in and she's just kind of there to prep the plates and do all that. And then same with Carmi. She does a good job right away. And then I think she earns a little bit respect, but not as much as Carmi because she has mm-hmm. a lot of episodes where she's kind of getting like like hazed, <laughs> I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. By the other uh, chefs and stuff. But she had real chef training like Carmi. So they're both kind of from the same background to a degree. And yep. so they usually are kind of on the same page about stuff but then other people not so much and then there's also this kind of subplot that happens where Sydney's like hey I got all these great ideas to like benefit the restaurant and Carmi's like whoa let's just like stay afloat that's a lot I'm stressed (laughs) and then she like kind of pushes it and then that causes contention and then at some point she ends up quitting but like for like probably four hours who knows it's not a long quit it's not a long quit um I have yet to find this quote but I'm gonna describe it to you. So she talks when Marcus came over and he was like, I hate that place too. And she is making this like beautiful meal for him at her house. Yeah. And she talks about how, you know, he was like, why are you doing this like crappy place? Right. You could be working anywhere. And she's like, I realized my future was I think she said at one restaurant, my entire job was slicing lemons. Mm -hmm. Extremely fancy restaurant. I had one job and it was to slice lemons. And it's like this Mr. Miyagi culture of like, you have to do it so much so it's so perfect every time. And she was like, I just, I literally thought like, I would die slicing lemons. Like, what is my life? But when she said that quote, I was like, I so get that. Like, especially Gen Z. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah th- that generation's like, fuck the way it used to be. <laughs> like, yeah. this is stupid. Let's make it different. But I mean, Kate, you know my personality? Like, I resonated with her because like, order and like, she was like, trying to be a leader. Did you say like, she's a hoarder? What did you say? No, like order. Like she got oh. everything organized and order and she was like, let's uh. bring you to like the 21st century with like the technology and I felt like she had her eye on the prize so she could take the hazing. Yeah. And then she also earned some respect like you said in the process but man, did that crash and burn and that, that episode I read it was in eight 18 minute one shot running shot yeah i know which good fellas couldn't even no good fellas cannot that's why it was so stressful too because i was like oh god we're not cutting away some bad's gonna happen in moment now <laughs> jesus <laughs> um I, I just felt like sometimes she kind of came off like she took the xanax like she's a little too chill and i was like i need a little more something you thought she was chill i thought she was yes. screaming at everybody at times oh well maybe Maybe I'm remembering it wrong because I binged it all on like one day, like <laughs> two months ago. So you're like, everybody's chill. They're like, what is Katie talking about? I don't remember the show. Um, I do want to point out something, Bridge. You want to know? She apparently was a writer and she wrote one episode of What We Do in the Shadows. <gasps> Take a guess what? which episode it was. It was a recent one. Was it Colin's school thing? Yeah! Ah, I love her. <laughs> 
my god, my spirit animal. I don't wow. know if she was the only writer, but yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that is awesome. Go, I just I thought it was like kind of sweet that she was like, What do you think of my risotto? And he's like, It's not there yet. And he was like trying to do that, like, you gotta work hard, but I'm not gonna make you work as hard as like the bullshit I had to deal with. Yeah, thank God. Ugh. But she did still kind of rush it, and the whole food critic thing was bad luck. Yeah. But didn't that Which, turn out, like, good, though? So, I feel I like know this that's is a why, big like, question. Well, I know that's the, everyone got pissed at her, but then, like, it was a positive review, and then that, like, was good for the business. Well, at the same time, they started the to-go orders with the technology. Right. And then, he remember, he was like, we have 325 chickens we need to make in 10 minutes. I hate that. I What I would have done is I would have just put a big, we're closed on the front door and had Richie stand out there and yell at everybody. With his gun. <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like, Richie, this is your moment. And I would blame it on the power or something <laughs> stupid. Um, and just be like, wow, we gotta go. I did find it funny that they come off, like you said, it's like a mom and pop shop. But then at the same time, they have an active Twitter and Instagram account, which they reference many times in the show. And I'm like, wait. And that's why he was like promoting that whole like video game. Ball breaker. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's talk about Marcus, Kate. Marcus! Marcus, don't you be sleeping again! Okay, so Marcus doesn't have a place to live. Yeah, it makes me sad all day. And Marcus is somebody that just makes the bread. And he sounds like he needed inspiration in his life because he's got nothing else going on. And so he is very inspired by Carmi. And he wants to, like, be better and better. And Carmi gives him all these, like, tips. And he's like, oh my god, I can make the bread like this. And then at some point, Carmi says, like, hey, if you want to, like, do desserts, go for it. Like, he gives him some freedom. Yeah. But then Marcus gets really fixated. Marcus forgets about the bread! Marcus, we need our carbs! He was, like, weirdly fixated. Like, didn't get the cues that everyone's running around like chaos. And he's like, how about my donut? I'm like, Marcus, read the room. This I, is Aki's. I kind of just felt like he was really buying into, like, Carmi and, and his, like, training. And so he kind of just, like, drank t- a little too much of the Kool-Aid. Okay. He, though, I mean, they obviously have to do a season two. They are doing a season two. Awesome. I want Marcus to have more of an arc. I want more of a backstory over Marcus. I want to know why are they not paying him enough? Why can't he Why can't he sleep somewhere? Yeah. Does he have a car? Like, where does he sleep? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I mean, when he left, though, that made me so sad. Yeah. So, Kate, when I worked in a restaurant, the dessert chef in my world was a massive cokehead. Wow. And he was was probably churning out bread like that. Oh, he would never be delayed, whatever. But he was so terrifying because when you needed dessert, like you'd put it in the ticket and then you'd go back. And I remember being so afraid of him. And I was like, I I need a tiramisu. And he'd always like scream at you. And he would just have like, he would have mounds of powder near him. And you didn't know (laughs) if it was like cocaine or if it was flour. You didn't know what was happening. And some days he just wouldn't show up and you'd have to make your own. And there would be like pre-made stuff in the fridge. And it was a much better day when he wasn't there because I was so afraid of him. So he was like a Richie, but with bread. Uh-huh. Mm. So I would have dreamed for a Marcus. Yeah. I would have sat afterwards late night and be like, Marcus, I'm going to try all your donuts. I'm going to try all your bread. Oh I'm going to help you. And we need to find you a place to sleep. Who else is in this show, Kate? All right. Well, we then have Trina. Nope. Tina. Not Trina. Tina. Oh, she's good. She's good. And she 
is leading the hazing. She with is snarky. Sure. She is, she is very snarky, but the, what you've got to give Tina credit for is she turns quickly. Yes, she because does. Because she's like, okay, Richie, moving on. And then she's like, hey, we're just teasing you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but how about bringing your son to work? Hate that. And especially, that. it's like, hey, he got suspended. So now he gets to hang out here and eat free food. I'm like, well, that's not a great message, but I guess he can't be home alone, even though he's 17. I don't know. Okay. Put him with I, Marcus. Marcus needs some help over there. Jeez. Oh my God. I felt this kid was just like, hey man, what's up? I was like, this is a bad day, Tina, to do this. And then they paired him with Richie too. I was like, no, it's the worst. Ay, ay, ay. Not good. But Tina, I felt like, so, okay, you remember in the beginning before every time they'd have a shift, they'd have like a family dinner where they sit down and have the food? Yeah. I felt like she really loved the culture and the family piece of it. So like her bringing her son to her, like the restaurant means more to her. And like, now I want my son involved and I want him to have this like good influence. I want him to like understand this like bonding and relationships. And I thought that was so interesting because not everyone had the same like feeling toward the restaurant. Like Sydney was business. Right. You know? And I thought Tina added a really like beautiful human piece to it. Well, and there were points where she would talk like with Carmi about his brother she where she kind of was like did he like share anything about the finances and he was like no like do you know anything and she's like no he never like talked about that and like you know and she was like I miss him too and stuff like that and she even references like his sister she's like why doesn't your sister come around anymore like she yeah so I feel like she like her hazing came from a place of like this is my family Mm -hmm. and don't mess with my family where Richie's was just like chaos and that's why she was able to like flip when she's like okay you're serious about this place and you're not just trying to run it into the ground right and Kate talk about the real hero of the show though I have his name as Abraham oh the Yes. What? Who, what Abraham is he, with an E. Who is the dishwasher slash... I thought he was a cook of some Well, he's kind. a cook, but he's like a catch-all. Like, he does... I don't know. What does he do? I don't know, but he was there. Um, and he's great. What was... What were the things he's doing? Now I'm forgetting. Because he was the one guy who that one episode, he kicks down the fucking door. Like, they're just having a normal conversation. He kicks down the door and he goes, The ice cream machine's broken! And he runs <laughs> away. And then Sydney goes, Does anyone order ice cream? And they were all like, No. But I feel like he was like Tina in the sense that like they had seen it all. Yeah, the history. They really grounded the anxiety. Yes. When you talk about calmness, I didn't get that from Carmi or Sydney. I got it from Abraham and Tina. Mm -hmm. Except for the one day that Tina was like losing her mind where she like couldn't cut potatoes or something. Oh, yeah. But but, like whoever did the casting, mwah. Yeah. Because that's what's so cool about a kitchen is it's not just like it's typically not just like a bunch of like teenagers and it's not a bunch of old people it's young old every different type of person you can imagine yeah that, like they're lifers or this is just a, a situation or this is a part-time thing i loved it i thought they did it so well and i did like the two guys who were the dishwashers and i'm just gonna say even though i only technically worked in what would be considered one restaurant they're the people that you be friends with because they know what's up and they're nice and that's the same thing when you work in a school the first people you make friends with is the secretary and the janitor because they 
They know what's going on. They know <laughs> shit, all right? That's how and I they have the keys. And they have the keys. To get to the place. And the dishwashers will wash the dishes for you. <laughs> James, his first job was a dishwasher in high school for, like, some, like, I don't know, like, golf course thing. Wow. And he talked about that, like, eventually after, like, you know, working at work and washing dishes, and he was, like, 17, it was the first place that they were like, hey, kid, you ever have a beer? And he was like, no. And they, like, and they like got him <laughs> drunk one day, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that happens. Yeah. That, and that's, like, that's the thing. So the other thing that I liked the fact that this was, like, a beef shop and not, like, a restaurant restaurant, because I do think there is something to be said about, like, the waiter and the waitresses yeah. dynamic, or whatever, just the server dynamics right. that I liked that we didn't deal with. Yeah, now it just, there would have been too many people, because I can't even remember everyone's name now. You know? Oh, I know. Not oh, good. I know. Um, What about the sister? What do we think of the sister? Um, I felt bad for her. Me too. I felt like she but was, she like, truly chapstick. sad. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't know, she, like, is always there for Carmi and, like, doing shit for him, and then he's kind of, like, Snubbing aloof. her. Yeah, she's like, I love yeah. you, and he's like, okay, bye. You're like, oh, owie. Well, and, like, he's, like, telling her stories, how he's like, yeah, man, I woke up to my house burning down. <laughs> she's like, I just lost a brother trauma. Yeah. She's like, can you go to therapy, please? It's free. Here. Here's the <laughs> I'm going to drive you? I'm like, oh, no, this is so also, sad. She, like, was really trying to give him permission. Like, she's like, you know, this doesn't need to be a thing. We could just sell it. Yeah. We could just move on. And I feel like in typical stories, you'd be like, oh, you're giving up too early. Like, we're going to persevere. But, like, in this case, I was like, she's kind of right. Like, why do you care? Like, it's not making any money. Why do yeah, you care? And they were, like, in $300,000 of debt, too, right? To the uncle? Oh, my God. Bridge, do you remember who that actor is who played the uncle? Okay. I was trying to keep up. Help me. Help me. Who the heck is this? Okay. Uncle Jimmy, who was the one that like, it was like his kid's birthday party. And he kind of came off as like a Tony Soprano mob boss. Like, <laughs> I gave yeah, out yeah. the loan and your brother never paid it and his interest. And now it's this much. And he's like, holy shit. And he was the one that was going to buy the restaurant. That's right. That's right. So this actor bridge, we did a movie that he was in. Oh. It was a movie that dad recommended like plastic yes <laughs> <laughs> he was hector he was the crocodile like fanatic oh my god i didn't put that together yeah we got a bear we got a crocodile Oh my god, he was the super weird guy in that movie, he too. He was so weird, and he, like, was having sex with everyone, and you're like, wait, what about the oh crocodile? Oh my god, how did I forget? Yup, Uncle Jimmy, and it's weird, wow. his name is Uncle Jimmy, and I hate how that's connected to our dad as well, but okay, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> wow. Oh, and then you know what, Kate, we forgot about, um, Neil Fack, F-A-K? Is this the mechanic guy? This is the mechanic guy that's apparently always there eating Sammy's. And Bridge, do you remember? He has two cats. Do you know their names? No! What um, are they? Like, they're doing one of those, like, family meal things, and they're all going around saying what they're thankful for, and he goes, I'm thankful for my cats, Ralph. And then <laughs> Tina goes, are they both named Ralph? And he goes, yeah, it's easier to remember. <laughs> And you're like, oh no, that's really sad. Wow. I don't, think, I don't even think he got 
got paid for this. Like, didn't he kind of say it was like a pro bono? He was like, I just get free food, but not money. And you're like, oh my God. Is this a job? What's happening? I feel like his character was like, I don't know. Now that we saw the ending, and obviously anybody watching this has seen the show or spoilers alerts, but like, I wonder if he's tied more in with that. Because like, he was always hanging around. Yeah. He didn't really care if he got paid. You know, he's just kind of like lurking. And it's like, okay, so now there's some money laundering. Like, I wonder if he has a bigger role. And he's like, okay, I'm the accountant. And you're like, finally, now I understand what you're here. (laughs) He's like, open up my tomato jar. And now I'll show you the truth. He's like, my plumbing supplies are actually dollar bills. Um, (laughs) That would not surprise me at fucking all if something like that happened. Because I had so many questions about tomato sauce. Those are closed. How did we get the money? How do we do that? I gotta say, I just thought... You can't use that sauce now. It's all gone. (laughs) I don't think you need the sauce. I know, but like, (laughs) I just kept thinking like, this takes the show in a completely different direction. Like, how do you keep the anxiety up? But I guess now it's just going to be with like people trying to like murder you because you owe them money. I don't know. Well, I kind of love that too, because I also feel like the whole length of this season, you know right away okay the older brother completed suicide which is terrible and sad and then as the show goes on you find out more about the older brother and you kind of get this picture that like wasn't that great of a person (laughs) in a lot of ways like he didn't do well with the business he was into drugs like just a lot of things like that and you got the sense that like he didn't really set Carmi up for success so I love how at the very end find that out and you're like oh wait like it's like a little redemption in a way which I liked yes I liked that a lot I thought that was really fun and would i have ever guessed the money was in the tomato never i probably would have ate the spaghetti first and i've been like "Uh uh-oh the coolest part too is that everyone opened the tomato so it wasn't like don't tell anybody Mm -hmm. and that to me is like some of the best parts of this show is like there is no hierarchy yeah like if you are in the kitchen you are part of the mess and the glory we're all in this together get the tomato no sauce with the money, money in the and yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. But I, <laughs> I got like okay. So it's funny. Every single person that has watched the show is like, oh, gave me anxiety and like, oh, I'm so stressed out. It made me so stressed out. Kate, you know what it made me do? And I was like, this is how I know I don't think like people. I was like, I can't wait to cook. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a chef now, and I want to go to cooking school. I was like, I love this. Um, And I was like, wow, I don't know what's wrong with me. Bridge, you want to go to the CIA, which every time they said that, I got confused for a while. And then I would be like, oh, Culinary Institute of America. Got it. 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 Yeah. I absolutely would. And there's a lot of references to Anthony Bourdain. I know. I got that sense, too, when you kind of saw the, like, oh, I got to go buy the beef and, like, kind of what that looks like at 5 a.m. and like yeah. all yep. that stuff. Oh, man. Because here's what Anthony, first of all, you know you know my love for him, but what he embodied so well is he loved the process of it. Yeah. He loved the way that you had to go get the meat or you had to like massage it for three hours or like in this culture because you're like the water's this, you get that. And this show wasn't about people eating sandwiches being like, this is the best sandwich I've ever had. You had a little 
little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But you also showed like all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just feel like that's where the Anthony Bourdain piece came in. And the no sleeping and the chain smoking. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, okay, think about it. Even, like, let's call out Guy Fury, right? Even Mm. him being like, we're going to go to kitchens and see how, like, real people cook. It's always pre-made. Yeah. It's always, like, ready to go. This show showed you, like, raw, ugly Mm. side. But not terribly ugly. Like, just the work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, that's why I could never be a chef. It's, I gotta... I'll make donuts for you at your future restaurant. Oh, my God, you'll be my Marcus. Yeah, but, you know, don't expect a lot. Like, I'm on my own timeline, you know? Oh, okay. I'll be like, we have 12 donuts available today. (laughs) And, oh, we're sold out. Once an hour, one will be made. No bread (laughs) and 12 donuts. Yeah, sous chef. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, I guess just because of that, I felt stressed. Because I kind of felt like I would never like that type of job. Well, the hours blow. That's the one thing that I always felt like is not appealing. But uh, what else did we miss? Did we catch everything? What do we think? Um, I think we hit most of it. I mean, there's parts in the show where, like, Carmi does kind of... He doesn't go to therapy, but he goes to kind of like a group where he talks a little bit more about his brother and the relationship and the family and I don't know I mean it's you know how you'd expect it to go but it's executed great and the ending's awesome if they didn't have that ending I think I'd feel very differently about the show yeah it needed hope yeah it needed a silver lining I needed to be uplifted after I saw a butt cheek get shanked oof because I saw it but maybe I like took this show so different but James was like yeah I heard the show is really good I'm like I'd watch it again with you do you want to watch it again oh he was like He's like, Jesus, Bridget. And I wonder if I did watch it again, if I'd be like, ooh, this is a little much. I bet I feel the same. I feel like I feel the same because I I, I blew through it. Like, it was so fast. Yeah. So, well, Bridge, you just kind of answered it, but would you watch or don't watch? Hell yeah, I'd watch. How about you? Yeah. I mean, if you have not seen this show, I think it's crazy pants you're listening to this episode without seeing it, but you should definitely watch this show i feel like let's guess how many seasons kate because you know we're in, we're in podcast land and our episode lives forever how many seasons of the bear do you predict there will be uh honestly like i'd say three or four <gasps> yeah Ooh, just because I, was, I don't know how far and in different directions we can go with this like i, I think what you said where we're gonna probably get into some like money laundering like keeping away criminals and like shit like we're probably going there and that's fine. But I don't know how long we're going to be able to do that. Wow. So I wanted to have like 10, but All I was right. well, going to, but I was going to, I was going to take a chill pill and say a solid six, but you think three. So put your envelopes away and we'll see you in 10 years. Put your envelopes true. in your tomato sauce. <laughs> Forget about them. <laughs> Write someone a letter and make it fall in an inconspicuous place and see what happens. See yeah. what happens. Yeah. See what happens. Um, Kate Bridge. It's my turn to pick the next movie. Whee! And we, Kate, we forgot to explain the nostalgic part uh, of our episode. It's our nostalgic happy hour. I've been drinking. How about you? I've been drinking. Whee! And as a result, we forgot to explain with a nostalgic. 
nostalgic episode. This is us taking a little bit of the what's happening now and yeah. just completely throwing out the nostalgic piece and um, just, you know, touching on current events. And I feel like we'll let the listeners tell us if they like it or not because we did Stranger Things as our first one. Yeah. And now we did this and we'll just keep doing it until uh, you tell us you don't like it. How about this that? This is just once a month, listeners. So we're having this take place the last week of each month. All right. So, yeah. And if you guys have recommendations that you would like us to do for our no nostalgic happy hour. Oh, I would love send that. Those are way. Please, 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 please. Okay, Kate. Well, it's uh, my turn to pick a movie. And this is a listener pick. Ooh. Which we have certain listeners that like we are way, way, way behind on. Yeah. And I really know we need to like get our act together there. But this is one of those. Um, Okay. Um, so we're we're getting there. This came in May oh. of last year. Okay. Of twenty twenty one. Okay. Well, sorry. Um and is it Mel? <laughs> no. Oh this wow. is from James, my oh. husband. Oh. Who- I really feel like is, you know, I do quiz him and he doesn't listen as much, but he also has to hear it live, as he says. But he does request a lot of movies and mm. we do, I feel like every now and then, do some of them. So, yeah. this is from 1985. Wow, 80s. And this is, I'm just going to read the way that he described it. Uh, he described it or the internet? Uh, this is how James described it. Okay. 1985, on Schwarzenegger. Wow. Classic. Okay, co-starring a very young Alyssa Milano. If you had to pick a movie that defined 80s action flicks, it would be this. You got drug lords, evil henchmen, guns, rockets, Arnold, it's a classic. Kate, what is it? I don't know. This is Commando. Oh, I've never seen that. You've never seen it? <laughs> Have you? I guess, nope. <laughs> Well, that explains why we haven't done this pick in over a year. I also asked him, and he is going to be on the episode the entire time. So even though you and I didn't see it, we will watch it, obviously, but he knows it more than us, and he can get us up to speed. Woo! Alright. Awesome. So there we go. What well, Arnold. Yeah, I mean I like Arnold. <laughs> I th- I wondered if it was gonna be Predator, because I think that was 80s. Oh. But, you know. He was in a bunch of um what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Well, alright. Um well Bridge. Yeah. If you were uh Carmi and oh. it was your I don't know what day working at this restaurant and I worked oh, there okay. and everyone was oh. being and mean and hazing you, yeah. I would say, hey guys, shut up. <laughs> She's great. Alright? She actually made us clean our fucking kitchen. I don't know why we didn't do that on our own. So, go team. Because I love you. <laughs> and Kate, Bridge, if you were equally in the same situation that you were being hazed for asking your staff to clean the kitchen, yeah. and nobody was listening to you, I would jump out from the back and say, the ice cream machine's closed! <laughs> <laughs> The perfect distraction. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, if you also um, hate 
Hate hazing, love ice cream, and are hungry now. You should write us a review. Hey! We love reviews. We love written reviews. You can review us on Apple Podcasts along with some other podcasting apps. We also have a website, sisterswhoseenit.com. On our website, you can request a movie. Or, in the case of this episode, if you have a nostalgic request, you can leave that there too. It's a form you fill out. We keep a list of all the requests that come in. Um, Yeah, as Bridget mentioned, we're, you know, it's not sequential order. It's whatever I feel like or Bridge feels like order. But We're trying to get there. You'll be on there and you won't ever be taken off till it gets done, okay? And Bridge. What else can they do on our website? They can buy us coffee, which Whee! is a tip. Give us a tip. Um, you like us? You want us to keep going? Throw us some dollar dollar bills our way. And you mentioned merchandise? Question mark? I mean, I didn't. I would like you to mention that. I'll mention merchandise. Okay. I am <laughs> listening to this conversation. Okay. Um, I, I, <laughs> I was looking up to see if people bought any of our stuff. But guess what? We have Sisters Who Seen It merchandise. You can buy koozies. You can buy magnets. You can buy inside joke apparel. You can buy all the things. And I think you should get on there. You should check it out. We keep adding secret things. And we're just going to keep doing it. And then you're going to catch up. And one day you're going to be like, holy cannoli. And we're going to say, yes, chef, get on it. Yes, chef. Yeah. There you go. So check all that out. And we hope to hear from you. All right, listeners. Well, we'll see y'all next week for Commando with Arnold. With Arnold. Does James do an Arnold impersonation? We're going to make him do one. Oh, boy. We're going to do some hazy. No, I'm just kidding. We won't do that. Oh, boy. Love it. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Sisters Who Seen It. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website at sisterswhoseenit.com, where you can email us, request movies to be reviewed, and keep up to date with all things sisters. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next week.